was getting used to doing this every Monday. And it was really refreshing to be able to put my words to audio. Or rather put my thoughts to words and to audio. Y'all get me. Anyways, how are y'all doing? Your girl has been down these last few weeks, so. Um, a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks, actually. A whole lot has happened, and um, in the time, it's made me sit and think and look back at life. You see, I grew up. Um, sheltered and overprotected and as young as I was then I couldn't understand the reason for the overprotection I couldn't understand the reason for the shelter but I think I have a few questions to ask my mom about her past my mom was the one that was really overprotective. And one of the things that I heard from her growing up on the conversation of sexuality, which was wrong and she understands the wrong now, but it was the only way she knew how to explain or express sexuality to me then. On my first period, she calls me into my room and says, I'm a Poland lady. Now you're a woman. At this point, if any man touches you, you get pregnant instantly. If you go into a room with a boy and the door gets locked and you come out of that room, you get pregnant instantly. And I'm looking. 11 years old, looking like, Ma, I know how it happens, but that's not how it happens. We didn't do that bad, but I grew up with that fear. Another incident was my dad had an architectural firm in Livingston, and of course, a lot of his skilled laborers were men. We had a few women here and there, but a lot of his skilled laborers were men bricklayers, carpenters, plumbers, electricians, you know, the usual ones. They were men. And my mom would always say, not to me, but then to my baby sister, well, to me, to protect my baby sister. Whenever Uncle Musbal came, Uncle Femi came, Uncle Shakiru came to the house, start the day, run errands, or, you know, get their information, or get monies from Popsi. And they sat in the living room. Popsi would always say, make sure your baby sister is not sitting on any of them's legs. And I never understood the reason for lack of 
I remember the first time an outsider hugged me. I had never been hugged by anybody or touched physically. I ran away from it. I had never been hugged or touched by anybody. I was in SS1. It was our first semester back after the long summer holiday. Sonny Aoudou was a GS3, my friend. And we were good friends. And as you know how it is, you haven't seen your friend for a minute. And she sees me on the long balcony, the school that we were in, screams my name, makes a beeline with her arms out open. And I remember going, what is she doing? What is she, she about to do? What is she about to do? Like those were the thoughts in my head as Sumi made her way to me. It was a beautiful gesture. But it was the first time I realized that I had never touched any other person or allowed any other person apart from my family. Physical contact. She hugged me and it was a So one that girl is a hugger for life, for life, and that is one thing I will always love and admire Sunny for. She hugged me, and instead of me returning the hug in the first few seconds, I'm looking like, whoa, another human being that is not my family is touching. I had prevented myself from human touch if it was not family. It dawns on me at this age the real reason behind that. We have a rape culture in Nigeria. It's acceptable. sexual harassment all of my life. A lot of my experiences and encounters have been inundated with one form of sexual harassment coming from Nigeria. I have faced rape encounters three times. The last time as recent as 2004 in America by a Nigerian, a co-worker, somebody I consider a friend, and his whole thing was, oh, but you know that I like you. I see the argument of what is she wearing, why did she go there? Why did she scream? I see all those arguments. I've heard those arguments. At my rape incidents, I was wearing scrubs. I was working in the hospital wearing scrubs. My scrubs was the water and the top was green. There was 
was it was a my top was a polo t-shirt that was nothing exposed. I was properly dressed. But dude decided to take advantage because he gave me a rifle. When I told my then boyfriend, his first words were rape culture even starts as little as when that idiot comes in your inbox and says hello sweetheart hello auntie we Nigerians don't know boundaries and it's disgusting to say the least rape is being normalized as though it's a handshake so because you see a girl you find attractive and you step up to her and she refuses you and your next move is to rape her to teach her a lesson. I don't know where we got this understanding from. I don't know where we learned this from. But it's got to stop. shamed into not speaking up. And they've lived with the trauma. They get married and you hear things like, oh, my wife is rigid in bed. Do you know what the crap she went through? To be rigid in bed. Do you know if she was abused, assaulted, Every time she has a sexual encounter with you, the flashes of her abuse comes across her mind. She loves you, but because we have a culture of secrets and quiet and do not speak about your pain, for that reason, 
can't share it. Even if she shared it, you would probably ask her, how did she get that? What did she do to him? Why was she the one that he us on this path thinking it's good. A lot of us are walking, talking, moving traumas, both the rapist and the rate. Something to think about as we go on the suit. Hi people. Have a lovely one. It's a sad one today, I'm sorry. It makes sense to go what you said last week. You 